day, good day, and welcome to another episode of Charging Stallion Presents News We Like. My name's Cam. My name's Tim, and thank you for tuning in to us yet again. What we're about to do is tell you the news headlines that caught our eye. And Timmy, how would you describe the type of news that catches people like you and I's eye? I always, I always call this an obscure news podcast, mm. just because I think most of the things that we like are obscure. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just... Outside of news as well. Yeah, big time. Yeah. The people. <laughs> the people as The movies. Yeah. How's your week, man? You are just at the end. Well, you're not still currently on it, or else I've ruined it. You're, <laughs> you have been on a remote writers retreat of solitude. Yeah, dude. It's so I went. I caught the V line down to Warrnambool, mm. and um, and beautiful place. Have you been to Warrnambool before? No. Oh, beautiful place down there, man. Like right on the coast. It's 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 amazing. Like yeah. a, a country coastal town, and um, caught the V line down there. Um, and from Monday until Friday, just stayed out there by myself and wrote. In a random Airbnb. Um, at a, at a, I ended up going to a hotel. Okay. Yeah, which was yeah, yeah weird. <laughs> Did that just break the bank? Um, I don't. No, oh no, it wasn't. It wasn't too expensive. Okay. It, was, it was. It was a little like it. It was. It was a little bit of money. That's lavish. But, That's yeah. like some Stephen King type thing. <laughs> it's uni holidays as well, so it was my holiday. For, for for the first half of this year. I mm. won't be going on another one until the end of the year. So, like, mm. my holiday was going away and doing a writing retreat comfortably. Yeah. Yeah. Next time, though, I've thought about it, and I want to go for Bonnie Ver next time. A cottage <laughs> in the woods. Dude, hard out. And yeah, just, man. I even, I don't know, it's it's crazy because you remember back in the day and you would go somewhere and you wouldn't get phone reception. Mm. You, never, you never fucking worried about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. Phone doesn't work. Whatever. Mm. It's, I just call and text people and play Snake on it anyway. Yeah. You don't, you don't care. But now it's like going somewhere and just say you're going out there for like a week to do a project there and you're going by yourself mm. and you don't have phone reception, anything like that. I don't know. It's it's the, the thought of it now. It doesn't freak me out, but it makes me more concerned, way more concerned than it would have, you know, five, six years ago even. Did you end up going with your whole plan of switching your phone off for periods? Yeah. yeah. So I switched it off for periods of time mm. and I, I I answered like one phone call when I was out there because it was during during dinner time mm. and and called called Shell a few times. But mm. apart from apart from that, man, just yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy because it's it's weird when you go through a day, and you can do this just by being at home. But when you like go through a day without actually speaking, yeah, isn't that fucking weird? And then and then it might get to the end of the night, and you go to speak, and you're like, oh, oh shit, I haven't done that all day. Yeah, and it almost feels wasted when you've had a whole day of no speaking, and then you realize all that you have said out loud out loud is. Oh, thanks for that to the Uber Eats driver. <laughs> You're like, oh, it should have been something special when I actually <laughs> decided to talk out loud rather than that. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was great. I um, went out there and as the listeners to this podcast, regular listeners know I'm, I'm studying screenwriting at the moment and um, just wrote 
about the first 25 pages of a feature. Yeah. And yeah, dude. Just Congratulations, man. That's thanks, huge. Dude. That was it's, the point. So yeah. I'm like, I'm real happy for you. Went in there and got it. And it's, and it's the best stuff I've ever written by far. And that's, that's a big part of being able to study under these amazing teachers at mm. RMIT. I think we've spoken about one of my teachers is, was that, that I, with uh, every week, is was an editor on Lord of the Rings. And just like amazing amazing people at their craft Mm -hmm. and i just find you just get so much better by just being around people that just are fucking good at what you want to do yeah bro you know yeah how's your week been dude that's great man i'm really (laughs) i'm really happy for you yeah cheers brother um my week's been good i've been very busy uh still on the job hunt i think that for any stallions that have been with us for the last few weeks you're probably like oh man cam must be either so broke (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so poor or a liar, but it's the truth. I am, I'm still doing freelance work for money, but I'm still on the hunt and I'm totally at the like impatient period. I was a couple of weeks ago, I was at the period where I was like, I've got so many options. I'm going to so many interviews and it's all good. But right now I'm kind of like, if somebody emailed me an offer for like half the money that I want, I'd probably be like, yep, I'm kind of just tired of yeah, the search, man. man. I kind of just want to be locked in and have something consistent. But what, think you get that a lot of different things like jobs one, mm-hmm. house is definitely another one as well. Like when you're, you're looking for a place to live and you got all these high hopes and then you just end up in a share house in Brunswick and <laughs> relationships. <laughs> you like think that you've got a massive yeah. high standard and then all yeah. of a sudden four years in, <laughs> <laughs> you both settled. Yeah. People do, man. Yeah, yeah, you do. You get tired of you get tired of the journey. Life grinds you down sometimes, man, yep. and your expectations then often sometimes just just get dropped because mm-hmm. you you got no drive anymore, and yeah, that's man. just it's it's sad when you see it in relationships though. But it's the truth. Mm. It happens all around us all the time. People just being like, "Done." <laughs> and if you're sitting there thinking, "Nah, man, I punched up." My partner is somebody that I never thought I could get. Then what that means is they settled. Hundred percent, no. It's always what it means. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I've been doing—that's not my relationship. <laughs> well, it's just not the side that you want to see. <laughs> um, but apart from being like impatient with the job hunt, I finally watched watched that show that you brought up. Quite a few months ago on Netflix, it's called The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, yeah. And I, what did you think? Did you watch the whole thing? No, I saw the first couple of episodes and mm. I, I, it was just one of those things, something else yeah, caught man. my attention. I started watching that, so I didn't. But I, I, I enjoyed the first couple of episodes that it I watched. It is so up my alley. Yeah. One of my favorite horror slash thrillers of all time for me would be Shutter Island with DiCaprio yeah. because it has such... Uh, deep drama element to mm. it once you've watched the whole thing as well as the creepy side of it that feels like a 1950s horror yeah and this tv show does such a good job of the drama and the relationships and then the horror parts i'm like yes show me more but the drama yeah. is what keeps the haunting of hill house going i feel that's what sort of drags horror down sometimes is because there's some movies and 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 or or, or TV series that that are horror and mm. they just settle on the horror side too much. Yeah, like we're just going to be all horror, everything like that. But yeah, if you don't establish 
good drama and relatable characters, mm. then you don't care when they walk into the haunted house and things are chasing them around, going to kill them. You know what yeah. I mean? Or like you don't care that there's a guy in the other room holding a knife. You're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, going to see some stabbing. Cool. Yeah. You know, and when when you when because when it's a relatable character, then you go. Oh shit, like mm-hmm. that could be me. Yeah, man. That could be me in that house with that guy with that knife in the other room waiting to stab me. And yeah. that's when horror really nails it. Totally, man. And another example of what you're talking about that I loved was an Australian one called Baba Duke. Dude. Have you seen that? Baba Duke. <laughs> when my uh, show, my girlfriend, when we're, when we're in bed sometimes, I'll just, I'll just go, Baba Duke. And she hates it. She fucking hates it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> She's obviously the one that settled. <laughs> just all these stories, everyone that listens is just like, yeah, Tim's, Tim's batting. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. Worked out for you. All right, Tommy, should we get into some news stories? Let's do it, man. I've got one for you, Camo. Hit me. Bizarre creature found inside the Java Trench at the bottom of the Indian Ocean. A strange and mysterious creature has been found in the depths of the Indian Ocean, potentially for the first time. In the murky waters of the Java Trench, believed to be the deepest point in the Indian Ocean, diver Victor Vescovo. Great name, Victor Vescovo. Very cool. Damn. Double Vs. When people have the, the, the same letters for first and surname, they're badass. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, he, who pioneered the, the expedition, said the jellyfish-like creature does not resemble anything seen ever before. Would you like me to love show to your photo, yeah. Cam? Yeah, that's awesome. So how would you describe that? Kind of looks like a CGI uh, see-through rubbish bag that's been blown up with air and then it's getting flown like a kite. So it has like a thread of nylon coming off its tail that looks maybe like 10 metres long and then its actual body and head is, yeah, like an inflatable parachute or clear rubbish bag. That's a great. That's a great description. <laughs> that's very vivid. The reason I chose this story to talk about first was, mm. you know how we're always talking about the universe and space and mm. and what the what the potential of 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 what is out there yeah. is, and we love talking about that all the time. We love talking about it on this podcast. Mm. But one thing that always gets me, man, whenever we dive into pun pun not intended, whenever we dive into these ocean stories, yeah, it's it's. They are the real fucking aliens on this planet. When you when you see them, like they we 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 imagine these these places where people don't have gravity, where there's no where where there's where where you can just move in any direction. That's the world that they live in. Mm. They're the real. They're 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 something else, man. These yeah. creatures at the bottom of the ocean are fucking aliens. Yeah, man. It's crazy. It blows my fucking mind. Yeah, and it, like that scares me. That like that that when I read these stories, it scares me to if someone was like, "Oh, we're gonna go out deep sea." Fuck, nah, I'm not. Maybe on like a huge cruise boat. Yeah, where there's some pina coladas and some nice times and lots of steel between (laughs) heaps of steel, dude. (laughs) Big floating shield. That's the thing, man. Like all of those creatures, as scary and as alien looking Mm. as they are. They have no walls between no. them and a shark. No. Like they're all out there, and there's probably heaps that were like lasting and thriving for thousands of years, and then just a whole bunch of sharks came along and ate them. Mm. They've just got no homes down there. It must be so tiring to run away constantly. Imagine if we had no walls and no roofs. Yeah. There'd be way more dead people. 
It's crazy, man. And the other thing too is like when you look at, say, humans, and mm. you look at the the the, the animals. Um, maybe minus a few that have been around forever, like crocodiles and shit like that. Mm. They're pretty much dinosaurs. But we we we're not that old a species, you know. When 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 shit when when like the way that Earth the Earth works is mm. shit goes down, wipes out someone, someone else takes over. But the but the ocean, they've been there for forever. Yeah, do you think they were even phased about the meteor? I don't know, because I'm really interested in this kind of stuff. There's um, a really interesting guy called mm. uh, Graham Hancock, and he wrote this book called uh, Fingerprints of the Gods, mm. and it's about great floods and stuff wiping out civilizations and all these kind of things. Yeah. Um, and in that, in in all those, like all his conversations and stuff, it, nah, it's always what's on the surface that he talks about. It's it's like they're just in this little untouched world that's been going on for who knows how long, man. Yeah. Because that's how, like, pe- like, animals came out of the ocean mm-hmm. and went on to land. Like, mm-hmm. they were, like we, we, we date back to, like, tadpoles and shit. Mm-hmm. But isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah, man. Like, the history that's down there. It fucking scares me, dude. Yeah. It really does. <laughs> it really fucking... I actually have some nightmares about being, like, deep, deep sea. Like, the water doesn't scare me, like, being in the ocean, but, like, deep, deep down scuba diving and shit like that. Fuck Have you that. done it? No. Because of this fear... I would do it on like the Great Barrier Reef. You want it to be pretty. It's got to be pretty and it's got to be no more than... I got to be able to see the bottom mm. from the top. Ah, uh, so it's when it's dark. Yeah, that's dude. When, yeah. That's, that shit scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Would you do deep water scuba diving? Down where it's it, dark and shit? It would take a lot to get me to do it at night. Mm. Yeah. I've watched... I've just finished watching whatever the latest David Attenborough on Netflix is called. I think it's called Our Planet. Our Planet, yeah. Yeah, and the last episode of that, they show some behind-the-scenes stuff. It shows the divers with just hundreds of sharks, like a squad of sharks that are all just in their mode when they're really they're in a feeding frenzy and it's like all the divers going oh this is going to be great footage shining torches on them but every direction is just like constant blur of shark bodies and these (laughs) dudes are just so calm about the whole thing yeah and i I don't think i could be like that i would not be either Mm. yeah yeah good on them A real estate agent has removed a promo video he made after criticism that it was too raunchy. (laughs) A steamy real estate video for a Western Sydney property has caused a stir online and has been taken taken down by the property agent. The video begins with a tattooed male protagonist arriving in a white Jaguar to the (laughs) auto-tuned sounds of a song called Worth the Trouble. In a statement from LJ Hooker, head office on behalf of LJ Hooker Bankstown, the franchise said that it was always looking for new ways to market our listings. However, this time we missed that mark. (laughs) Now I've got the video here. They've taken it down, but some legend saved it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to show you this to me. And as it plays, I I have seen this video before, but I, I, I would love to, I would love to watch it again. Awesome. Could you, uh, just walk, our stallions through it as it happens, and yep. I'll get the tune playing. So it's the front of a really nice house, um, just 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 really nice shots of the street, and then a really nice expensive sports car comes up to the driveway, 
and this dude in a flashy top and some flashy pants, real muscly. He, uh, he, he, great body. He walks in and he's walking in with like a strut. He's strutting in. He's is what crab. he's doing, big time. Oh, and then a really pretty woman answers the door. She's, uh, she's dressed in Chanel's best, and she, oh, she, he, he walks in. He picks her up, and then they start sort of twirling and doing, doing a bit of dancing. Oh, they're dancing. Yeah, yeah. He dipped her. I wish I, I wish I had the confidence to dip somebody. I just don't. <laughs> I love that you think it's about confidence, not skill. <laughs> right now they're on the couch and they're uh, and they're, oh, now now they're in the in, she's in the bathroom getting ready um, for for him, I guess. Uh, shaking her hair though, she didn't yeah. have any product. She was just no. shaking her hairdo. Is that something a lot of people do though? The hair, hair shake. I think the person who edited this was hoping that nobody would notice they skimped on props. <laughs> And now they're showing the pool. The house, the house is legitimately amazing. Yeah, right. It's a, it's, it's a legitimately amazing house. Okay, this is so he's he's just jumped onto the kitchen table. On, on, I'm going to pause yeah, it there, yeah, Timmy. Okay. <laughs> this, this is where it gets. This is you take over here. This is where it gets. This I want you to legit. describe it, but I just want I want everyone to know that if you watch this, yeah. my highlight of this whole video happens around one minute fifteen. Now, oh, yeah. Timmy, what happens at one minute fifteen? So, so this guy. The, the, the muscly, well-dressed dude is following uh, his his lady through the kitchen. He jumps up onto the kitchen bench, the kitchen island, and struts along the along the bench. He then jumps <laughs> off, and she or oh, she goes to the end, and then he goes up to her. He picks her up onto the on on, on onto the bench, um, and sort of does a porno move. She, <laughs> that's that's a legit porno move, dude. You yeah. pick someone on the bench. Her legs are spread. That's a root move. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's called in the dictionary of dance. A root move. <laughs> root move. <laughs> it's right after pirouette in dance school that they teach you that one. That video is so good, man. It's it's. it's have you? I because I I haven't followed that story up. Mm. Is the house still on the market? Yeah, it's it still is. on the market. Um, so they had a chat to the real estate agent, Sam, and he said that he had already been received when they called him, it got taken off in the morning. And in that same morning, he'd already received six calls after he pulled the video down. (laughs) He insisted that the owner of the property who's trying to sell it loves the video. And he said that people are now driving past the property to check it out. And he said, it's just creative marketing. We wanted to get as many eyes on the property as possible. And I think that he totally has done that. Look, if, if if that is what the end goal was, then hundred percent. And yeah. and but does it come to a point where you wouldn't buy? Does something get too famous for the wrong reasons mm. that you wouldn't buy that house because that's the 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 root move house? Because any time you guy mates <laughs> oh, dude. came over, they would jump on the bench for sure. Every single time I went to, if one of my mates bought that house, every single time I'm jumping straight onto that kitchen bench and strutting and chasing him. <laughs> <laughs> get chased heaps if you buy that house. Yeah, so if you don't like being chased, yeah. don't buy that house. And the, the whole time I'm there, I'm going to be hair fuffing. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> I wondered do. what that word was. Fuffing? Yeah. <laughs> You're right, that's what that move is. Yeah. A hair fuff. A hair fuff. <laughs> a hair fuff and a root and a, move. Yeah, that's, right. That story has it all. <laughs> all right, Camo. Drunk woman left with three hundred pound bill after accidentally ordering Uber to Newcastle. Ooh. So a drunk woman uh, 
Helen Dryden, 25, wanted to go from London back to Guildford, a trip which should cost just under £80. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, she had forgotten to update the home settings in her app so that it still said Newcastle, which is where she went to university. She fell asleep in the car. Passed out, let's be honest, she was wasted, and Mm -hmm. didn't realise anything was wrong until the driver woke her up close to Milton Keys to check that she was sure she wanted to go on such a long trip. (laughs) He then turned around, drove her 75 miles back to to, to where she actually lived, and uh, the whole trip ended up costing £275, and Helen said, I couldn't believe it, the whole day ended up costing me about £400. Oh. So let's work out how much she spent on booze. So she, if all <laughs> up, so if all up, she spent four hundred pound all up, mm-hmm. two hundred seventy five on 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 booze. Let's say what twenty five pound. That's about fifty dollars. We could say that's yep. food. So she spent a hundred pounds on alcohol. How that's many a, that's about two hundred and fifty dollars on okay. booze. That's a big night out. Yeah, yeah. I reckon maybe like forty bucks is for other people. Because every now and then you got to buy a drink buy for a, a friend. Drink. Or you, yeah. she could be one of those people like I am when I get really drunk, where I want to have shots, but I don't want to have shots by myself at the bar. Shots so, alone is quite a statement. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I do like it sometimes. What, what do you reckon the 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 most statement shot is to have by yourself? Would it be like a pickleback shot? What's the blue one that burns you? Um, it's absinthe. Oh, absinthe. You reckon if you just walk up to the bar and just go, one shot of absinthe, please. And then you don't even look around, you have it, and then you just order whatever's next, and then you just carry on with your night. That's a power move. It is, man. Yeah. I don't know. Absinthe, absinthe is a weird, a weird one, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not very good at drinking it. I'm not very good at drinking it either, bro. I actually do like the idea of somebody doing shots alone and not making a big deal about it. Like, I think that's kind of, there's something kind of cool about that. That's like the number one key to cool shit is when someone, when you see someone, you're like, oh, that was cool. It's, Mm. it's always when they do something and then they just go, yeah, that's just what I do. Yeah. And they do no big deal about it. Just walk away. Mm. And inside they might be like, fucking yeah, I I killed it. it. I did it. it. (laughs) But you don't know that, and that's the that's that's the key to doing like a cool move. Yeah. Um, have you fallen asleep on transport home, whether it be public transport, and Uber, or cabs, or mm. have you have you been stuck in that position? Um, yeah, public transport. Yeah, yeah, I have done it actually. Our friend Kate saved me once. I fell asleep on a tram. I was meant to hop off it. Maybe an hour earlier and then hop onto a different one. Like, you yeah. know, when you have to like switch trams and I ended up going to the end of the line and being so upset that I was uh, crying. <laughs> and then I, I rang Kate like, can you Uber me to the party where you are? And so she did. Great friend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd taken myself to Box Hill. If you're in Melbourne, yeah. that's quite a way away from the CBD. And I think the party where she was was somewhere like Brunswick or Coburg. So I was quite far away. Yeah, you're I, away. <laughs> so I was just standing out in the cold. It would have been like two in the morning. And my friend Kate <laughs> sent her over to get me and take me to the party where I just carried on drinking. Shout outs, Kate. Good stuff, Kate. When I was living on the west side, I was meant to get off the train at Yarraville. Mm. It was and I and I I didn't mm. I was I fell asleep. I was I was working fifty five hour weeks then and whenever yeah. I had drinks I would just fall asleep on the way home. So I was just drunk and tired. Yeah man. Fell asleep on the train, um woke up about 
two, three stops past where I was meant to be. Mm-hmm. But once you go past that sort of Newport area on the west side of Melbourne, the stops are super long. The gaps between, between. Yeah, they're massive. And it's just like the gaps are like five, five minutes yeah. Five minutes long. You're like, With oh. the foot on the accelerator, <laughs> yeah. five minutes on a train is huge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I wake up and this chick's sitting next to me. Okay. So it's just, so there's, there's only me, her and one other dude on, in this carriage. Hmm. And I'm in like, not in a double seat, but in a single seat. I'm next to the window yep. and I wake up and she's sitting next to me. Mm. And then she I asleep? Was, no, she was awake. Okay. And then I was just like. Oh, well, this is a little bit weird. Yeah. And then I was trying to gauge the situation. At first, I thought I was getting robbed. And ah, I was like, yeah. And I was you like, check your yeah, I did. I was just like, and I was like, oh, no, nah, it's good. And I'm like, hey. And she's like, hey. And I was like, mm. oh. And then I looked up the train and I was like, oh, that dude is kind of creepy looking. And then he gets off the train and then. We go like one more stop and then she's like, have a good night and like jumps off the train. So I reckon it must have been that she, like that dude was like just a creepy looking dude. And so she pretended. And I look lovable when I'm asleep. (laughs) Are you telling me that you were a hero even when you were unconscious? Just a cute sleeper. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) If you want to call it a hero again, they're your words, not mine. I was just saying I'm a cute sleeper. That's what... <laughs> the staunchest guy she could find on a whole train was you asleep. I was the only, I was her only option. But to, and but yeah, that's and that sucks. That you know, if that is the case, it's you know we've spoken about this before that it, on this podcast, and it sucks that people, especially women in our society, are made to feel that way. But it, who knows? I could have got robbed. I'm, 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 I'm really not good at remembering what stuff I've lost and what stuff was taken. Yeah, so she might have still robbed you. <laughs> but probably not. Yeah, here's hoping it's the first assumption you had. <laughs> An aeroplane that was supposed to land in Germany has accidentally landed in Scotland. The British Airways flight left London Airport at 7.30am and was supposed to land in Edinburgh, Scotland at 9.30am. But once the plane landed, the co-pilot made the announcement, we have safely touched down in Edinburgh, hands up if you're expected to land in Germany. 80% of the plane put their hand up and apparently the error occurred because the control tower sent the wrong instructions over to the plane before they took off and so they just followed those instructions and landed in the wrong country. Passengers were not allowed out and had to stay seated for three hours. According to passengers, the plane was stuffy, they ran out of snacks, and all of the toilets were blocked. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Um, How crazy is that? That's the first... When I read that, I realised, oh, yeah, a plane driver is not the same as a train driver or a tram person those are all the technical names but... <laughs> <laughs> a plane driver that's the best I'm not even going to correct it yeah. I like it I, I, I say from now on that's what we call them on this podcast <laughs> plane driver it kind of belittles the career choice it does <laughs> but fuck them yeah. it's great if you're going to stuff up that badly that's what you are <laughs> I love that 80% of the plane put their hands up. The other 20 were like, no, this is exactly where I meant to be. 
it's, there's just people, and sometimes I can be the person that mm. just I I just don't want to put up my hand. Like you know when you get yeah. when you get so you just get in a mood and you go, nope, no one's telling me to do anything. Yeah, <laughs> put up your hand if well. No, I, I, I didn't want to land here, but you're not getting this hand up. That's for damn sure. A hundred percent, man. Yeah. And also what I'm thinking about right now is when we play as a band, mm. I will, if, if it's a little bit, uh, if the, everyone's standing a little too still, uh, I'll sometimes say, can everyone just come a step forward? And they do. But when you say that, when you're on stage, you're looking at a whole lot of faces and there are definitely a couple of faces that go, mm. And when I'm not playing, I'm one of the faces that goes, but I'll still take the couple of steps forward. So I know the feeling of like, hey, everybody do this thing. Yeah. And you're like, nah, man, nah. <laughs> and we hang out with a lot of people that are like that. That are, hey, man, nah. Yeah, big yeah. time. Because I think, I think a lot of people that fall into creative boundaries, um, creative fields, mm. They are people that were, from a very early age, had something inside them when somebody said, hey, you've got to go do this. And you go, well, I don't. Mm. I don't have to do it. There's, there's, there's punishments for if I don't do things in life, but I still get the fucking choice whether or not. And yeah. they're the people that we surround ourselves with in life. <laughs> <laughs> the renegades. Yeah. And it's hard getting those people to do anything. You just got to let them paddle their own canoes. Yeah. But, you know. What are you doing? Yeah, man. <laughs> so these um these plane drivers, they need to follow computer instructions. I guess they get an email like here's like oh yeah, you know how Siri tells you like turn slight right mm. at the third roundabout and you just do it. They must get a whole list of those sent to their GPS and they just blindly follow it. Because once I read this article, I was like, Oh yeah, no part of their job is about looking out the window for familiar stuff. Mm. Cause they're they look out the window, it's just white clouds screaming past their faces at, yeah. at 1500 kilometers an hour they can't go and this is where we turn left every time because it's just yeah. either blue or the the blackness of the universe above their head speeding past they have to listen to siri or whatever their version of it is they've probably got like an internal comms version it's probably a british guy and they have to follow that so I reckon now I think it's safe to say that I don't think we're at the point with really important things like people's safety, especially in flight and stuff like that, where we can just rely on computers. Mm. I think that they need to be looked over by people. Yeah. Do you think we will get to that point? I know I know it's like an every sci-fi thing, but do you think we will ever get to that point where computers are just running things and and every like they don't have humans looking over them? I don't because uh, I personally don't think that that'll ever go away. Mm. I think there will always be humans overseeing computers. Yeah, I actually agree with you. Yeah. yeah. But in every sci-fi movie, mm. that's... They've handed over the yeah, reins Yeah, they hand over the reins. And I think that, you know, I've got a little bit of... I know a lot of people these days don't have faith in humans, mm. but I've got a little bit of faith that we'd be smart enough mm. to not give all control over our lives to a computer system. Yeah. But, I don't know. And then you see iRobot and you're like, no, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> What's with Will Smith being with Mike in End of the World movies, eh? I, Robot, I Am Legend. Yeah. A lot of movies about him. I. Yeah, he's in one called... I Am That. The trailer for a new one's just come out. I think it's called uh, Genesis Man. And there's two Will Smiths. There's him and then there's him... A little bit younger, like twelve years younger. I did see the I did see the 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 poster for that, mm, and yeah. he's like hunting himself. The young one, the young Will Smith, is wearing like 
Fleuro backwards cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did he go? Did he go full full, no, full no, Prince? No. He went. He, he I went. Wish. <laughs> Uh, Fresh like, Prince was fucking the best. Like, it was that, a good series. Fuck, it was good, dude. Yeah, he was because he wrote. He 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 did all the writing on that. Hey, yeah, he's a genius, man. Yeah, man. I don't like. Um, there's certain things about Will Smith I don't like, though. Mm. I don't like that he gives preachy speeches all the time about how to succeed in life. Oh, really? I can cop a couple. Yeah, but, but don't go on every show and be like, "Nah, man, you see, you need you need to believe in yourself. You need to see these things around you." That's why I'm not a big fan of Tony Robbins and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just a little bit here and there, mm. but don't let don't don't suffocate me with it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you feel like they're pushing it on to you too much. Yeah, I get it. Be confident in life. Go out and get what you want. Be nice to others. We get it. Mm. You know, just fucking ease up a little bit. <laughs> fucking too preachy Smith, for you, dude. I hate it. Yeah, I fucking hate listening to you, Will. <laughs> bring yeah. back the bring back the Fresh Prince. <laughs> I really hope in that movie the old Will Smith dies and the young Will Smith just lives. That would make me feel good. You want inside. the young one to live? Oh, heart out. Yeah, yeah, and just like stay true to his rap. Sort of <laughs> version that of himself. Dude, who was that dude in the show that he used to hang out with? Was it Jazzy J? Oh, fuck. Jazzy Jeff. Jazzy Jeff, dude. Yeah, yeah. That character was the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just a name like Jazzy Jeff. Again, the two J's, the double, yeah, it's the double letter thing, bro. Yeah. I think that's where we've gone wrong with our coolness. Is like we could have been way cooler. Timmy if we, T. Timmy T. Cam Kisley. <laughs> <laughs> It is better. Cam Kisley. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, <bro. laughs> All right, Camo. This is a uh, story from your homeland. Mm. Taranaki couple searching for wedding ring lost in Lake more than a year ago. Mm. Stuart Belgrave has two wedding rings, one on his finger and one somewhere on the bottom of a new Plymouth lake. Uh, the grey marriage band has been down in the depths of the lake for more than a year after Stuart went swimming while wearing it. He went home, his wife got real cross at him, and for the last year, mm. they have their, their thing that they do is they go and look for his wedding ring together. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean the last thing they do? No, it's like it's the it's their favorite thing to do. Like, oh, it's, the, it's, the th- it's the thing. They're still alive. Yeah, they're still alive. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's, it's sorry. It's the thing that they do. Okay, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> that's that's what they like to do together. Is they go down to this fucking lake. Yeah. And look for this wedding ring that he lost more than a year ago, and he's got a new one too. Yeah. And now they're putting out there saying they go, oh, if anyone has a metal detector. Can't you just sort that out yourself? You don't need to go to the news <laughs> to yeah. try. So you've been gone for a year and you haven't even organised a metal detector to go there yet. That should have been number one number on the list one. of things to do to help the, this job. This project is a fucking ramble. Yeah, it is. It is. It is no good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you think one of them's pushing harder than the other? Like we have to do this. All right, I do you got, think it's become a so I got, I got a photo of them. Okay, and just just uh, just by look of them. Which, you want me to judge? Yeah, them? <laughs> yeah. I want you to judge which one you think is pushing is pushing this the most. Okay, okay. Um. Describe them first. So the guy looks like a real go-getter. He looks like he'd sound like this and just, I think he looks like the only stuff from Will Smith he likes is when Will Smith gives positive thinking talks. (laughs) 
and he, he, this guy just, when you get an idea in your head, all you've got to do is write, write it on the wall. I like to write it on the wall of my house onto the new wallpaper because that's as important to me as the decor. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's all him, man. And what, what's her business like? Um, we will be doing this and we will make sure that we eat a vegan breakfast beforehand because nothing is more important than goals and the best way to get there is goals that look after the earth. <laughs> Which is actually something I agree with. Yeah, so I don't... me too. <laughs> well, I'm not a vegan, but, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's um, every movement mm. um, just, just kind of gets ruined by... Just some people that are just a little too full on. Yeah. And the vegans are that for, for not eating meat. Yeah. And uh, for, a, for the helping approach. the planet. Yeah. It's the like, way you deliver that message has so much to do with whether or not people are going to be, re- like, what is the word? Receptive to it. Yeah. So, like, if I think if most of my interactions... This is so harsh. If most of my interactions with people <laughs> that were had really strong views about certain things were yeah. them going, oh, bro, like... I'm not telling you what to do at all, but like for me, the reason that this works is because for me, it makes me feel good. And because of this and this and this, I'd be like, oh, cool. But because it's like someone on the street with a clipboard who just won't get out of your way, you just kind of like, you associate what they stand for with how they delivered the message. Dude, those degrees of those movements, like those, those areas of those movements, Mm. they are like halfway cults. They're they're not quite cults because you get to go live your life. Most of you don't have to wear a uniform and stuff like mm. that, but it's getting there. Mm. It's they go out there and they try to. They go, look, we got to go out there and we got to get everyone on board, yeah. everyone together. Join us, yeah. Join us, Cam. Yeah, I don't want to, <laughs> I, and I forgot what you wanted me to join. Exactly, but because that's you're the thing. because you're whispering. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if they always whisper, but sometimes they do. <laughs> they seem like they are. Yeah, yeah, man. I totally, I'm totally on board with that. It's the the way you tr- chose to deliver your message to me made me want nothing to do with it. And like one of those things is Red Hot Chili Peppers fans. The, f- <laughs> <laughs> the, f- <laughs> the fact that you're like, there's no fucking better bass player in the world than Flea. Makes me go, don't play me another Red Hot Chili Peppers song. <laughs> if you just said, oh, bro, check this out. These guys are pretty good. I might be like, oh, okay, cool. But because, fucking flee. <laughs> That's what made me never, like, close my mind off to them. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how some, some bands can mm. still get away with being great, even with having those fans, though. Like, you can still love them. I think... Queen's a good example. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And be like, no, this is the best band of all time. And I'm like... You kind of... Well, I can see I can see it. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, you're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and Freddie Mercury would probably hate you if he was still alive yeah. and met you. But you got some valid points. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that's true. But then when it's something that is, I'm a little bit on the border around, that's easily enough to push me on the other side of the fence, even if I don't even care about it that, that much. I'm not there because of, of, of what the movement is or, mm. what the, or what the band is. I'm there because of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm there because I don't want to be on that side of the fence with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm over here with my two mates from Plymouth looking for, looking for a wedding ring. And I don't even <laughs> like them. I don't want to be here, but I, do, but I want to be here more than I want to be over there with you. Yeah, bro. I hope that they never find that wedding ring. 
Yeah. A big part of me, like a, the, like the, the, the cheeky kid inside of me, really hopes that they never find that ring. Yeah. And that's just what they do. They just, forever. Just forever going, what a weird way to spend, to live your life. That's, that's, that's what you do. Imagine you take away all your hobbies, Cam, all, 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 everything we like to do, all of our projects that we have, and all you do every weekend is you go to a lake and you look for a wedding ring oh. with your vegan wife and your child that looks like he has not stopped crying for about seven <laughs> years. Oh, bro, that is an actual nightmare. <laughs> and Taranaki is cold. So that yeah, like, bro. So you're getting in a cold lake yep. and every time you're just hearing the crying, and then you go underwater. You can just still hear it on the shore. <laughs> Sorry, we got dark. <laughs> we got dark there. New photography exhibit focuses solely on thighs. The exhibition is called <laughs> The World of Thighs and is a <laughs> and is a celebration of the photographer's passion for this specific region of the leg. The photographer's name is Uriah and she has always loved thighs. Her last exhibition was called Ambiguous Thighs. <laughs> they were mostly like zoomed in pictures of thighs. Right. Okay. Uh, I had a look at a lot of them for research purposes, yeah. and yeah, they're mostly close-up, close-ups of thighs. Mm. Uh, guests of this new exhibition are invited to enter a competition. In this competition, you have a look around at all the photos of thighs, and you decide which one is your favourite and then you have to write a poem about your favourite photo of thighs onto a little piece of cardboard. And the winner, the winner receives a bag... <laughs> sorry. The winner receives a bag of thigh photos. <laughs> Some people just... Bit weird, eh? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's great. I love that too. It's just, it's just you've, you've, you've jumped on the weird train and they go, look, this is the last stop. We're not going to be stopping again. And they go, I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm staying. I'm staying. <laughs> yeah, dude. Where's that? Where's the exhi- ex- exhibition? In Japan. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a little more sense. <laughs> yeah, man. Now that I realize it's in Japan. They love some weird shit. Yeah, man. The one that always gets me, man, the Japanese weird stuff is the, the used panty vending machine mm. for sniff wanks. Mm-hmm. So... If you haven't heard of this before, there is vending machines in Japan where you put in money and opens up a little a little pocket where you pick out some used panties that you well, we assume that they're for sniff wanks, right? We've spoken about this before, and you you would assume that mm. people are using them for sniff wanks, where look, at I the very know. least a sniff. <laughs> at, the, at the very least, right? I think so. Yeah, you think so. Because otherwise they wouldn't advertise the used thing because I don't think you can really tell the feel of used underwear. Oh, God, this is going to turn a rabbit hole. Do you think that there's a difference in texture? (laughs) I don't, like, maybe if there was some solids that... Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Solids. (laughs) I I had a thought in my head. I knew I shouldn't have said it. That's, that's what not what this podcast is about. <laughs> that's the word you use when you're like upgrading what a baby eats. 
solids and smeg and all those, you know, all those things. Those things that that come out of us. <laughs> Got a good pair of used underwear the other day. Had some real good solids. <laughs> solids. <laughs> Smeg's a weird word, hey. Yeah, it's never nice. <laughs> Would you go to the thigh exhibition, World of Thighs? Um, how close up are the photos? Like, um, is is it just so it just like looks like a colour of skin? Cam's oh, Cam's showing me what. Like, see, that's the angle. Ah. Oh. And then you'd be seeing like up to just above the waist. Okay, so Cam Cam's like showing off his his sort of whole lower body in a a, a power strut. Is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he threw up his hand like a dirty dancing move of some kind, and I I don't know if I call it a power strut anymore. The move felt weirdly familiar. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure the only place I've seen that stance is in the photos from World of Thighs exhibition. <laughs> would you go to the World of Thighs? hundred percent. <laughs> and I would enter the competition and write my poem on a little bit of cardboard. What poem would you like? When you look at that, okay. if I give you that strut, yep. that stance again, I'll give you that stance, and then if you can just do a little, a cool. little poem about All it. Right, give give okay. me the stance again. Oh, I don't want to hold it for ages. It takes a bit of energy, but we'll go three. Power strut with a little flare From the tips of his toes to the top of his hair Those thighs are great, those thighs are nice God loved them so much, he made them twice (laughs) (laughs) We would be so welcome at that exhibition Can we enter by email? I feel like that poem could win. Yeah, man. We should send them just the audio clip that we just did. I feel they'd love it. Yeah, man. They'd be all about it. Right, Cameron, that brings us to the end of our scheduled news stories for Mm. the evening. Or day. Or morning. Don't tell them what time of day it is. (laughs) We don't want you to know. It's a secret from you stallions. It does kind of sound like you're about to go into some breaking news, though. Oh, cool. Like, well, that's all of the scheduled stories, but this just in. I kind of am. Oh, sweet. Yeah. All right. Um, so we've got this. this is, we're going to do a, a couple of send-ins, Camo. Yeah. So I, I, I amped you up a little bit about this send-in uh, earlier today, saying this is my favorite mm. send-in that we've yeah. had so far. We've had some bloody great ones. Mm. Um, so before we, before I read the send in, so this is from Stallion Ben Davis. Welcome Stallion Ben, Ben, brother of the pod. So last year, a Brisbane corporate executive dubbed the poo jogger, made global headlines. (laughs) Um, when residents were fed up of him jogging around pooing in front of their apartments, not long after Sydney was hit by its own poo jogger, a blonde woman caught on CCT defecating outside a bottle shop. That was followed by two university students in the UK who watched a woman, uh, who watched as a woman crept over their driveway to a huge pool in broad daylight. In the US, a female jogger uh, dubbed the Mad Pooer became public enemy number two for Colorado number two. That's brilliant for Colorado Springs mother Kathy Budd who complained of the mystery woman defecating on her lawn at least once a week for over two months. Then there was the poo bomber, a Sydney man who got such a rush while shoplifting that experts said she lost control of her bowels and defecated in shops before leaving. Cam, 
we have another chapter of the of 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 the poo jogging pooing destroying world cct footage has captured the moment an apparently disgruntled man leaves a messy surprise outside a builder's office at a controversial Wollongong development. Oh. First there was the poo jogger. Now we have the poo protester. Oh. <laughs> Is he using it for good? Dude, he's using it for good. So surveillance footage uh, obtained by the newspaper shows a, 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 a they said a paunchy gentleman. I, I, does that mean like what does that mean? I think that paunchy. means like it's when you've got a beer belly that's not round. It's like when you're you're. I guess it's like the male version of thick. Like you're yeah. just like it's like stocky. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. A paunchy gentleman um, saunter up to front of Hitchinson Builders Construction mm. Office on Kira Street about eight thirty on the on March fifteenth. He turns to face the street, looks around for any witnesses then backs up to the small ramp outside the building. Mm. He pulls his pants down and squats, leaving two surprises. Oh. He pulls his pants back up and just casually walks away. No wipe. Pausing briefly to wipe his backside okay. with his hand. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, if, you, uh, if, if you are in the area um, of Wollongong, and you are listening, please keep an eye out. Uh, the man was wearing a beanie, jumper and shorts. Not a great description by the police. <laughs> Nothing about his face or age. He's wearing everything, that exact thing that everyone else wears when they're cold. <laughs> <laughs> Every single person on the planet. Look at his hands. <laughs> yeah, That's probably the best. <laughs> definitely look at his hands, bro. So, dude, this just it, the 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 look. Everybody poops, and mm. some people use it for good. Yeah. Some people use it for bad. Most people just keep it to themselves. Normally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's obviously making his opinion on that building mm-hmm. very clear. Very is it, clear. Is it like build? Are they building across something historical? Is he like doing it for that reason? It didn't. Um, I, I think for legal reasons, it didn't go into. Um, why he was disgruntled mm. by 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 the company, but I'd say it was it was something to do along those lines. Or Maybe he's like a builder, and his company got ousted, and he wanted to be doing a building there, and they they chose a different company. That definitely could be it. There's yeah. heaps of different angles. Mm. That's probably the strongest one that I was thinking as well. Mm. Was at, or. Like a resident that's 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 nearby, and maybe maybe uh, he yeah. gets woken up every morning. <laughs> yeah, you know, man. he gets woken up every morning by his builders, and he goes, "You know what? You know what? I've been listening to that Charging Stallion podcast, and they talk a lot about that that poo jogger, and they're going to celebrate me. <laughs> they're going to treat me like a hero. And you know what, man? We will. You are a hero. <laughs> you until, are a hero. until we hear more about this, and if it's something crazy like they're building a mosque and you did that, then you are not a hero. <laughs> yeah, not I just want to make that really clear." <laughs> We're talking about this story very close to when it happened. If it comes out that that's the reason, then bad. But if you're just a, a dude who's annoyed with the sound of a jackhammer when you're waking up, fuck then yeah, dude, go hard. Please fill your pockets with tissues from now on if you're going to continue using this method of protesting. Baby but, wipes, I reckon. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. Anything but the hand or clothes or anything on you, just <laughs> got to chuck that stuff. Up. Chuck those solids away. And definitely look at what your diet is. You know, if you're mm. going to look, if the listeners need to be aware of this, mm. if you're going to be one of the, if you're if you're going to join the poo world mm-hmm. and you're going to be a poo jogger, a poo protester, poo bomber, the poo, the poo bomber's great. Very cool. You need to. Think about your diet because you don't want to be out there spraying diarrhea unless that's your signature. True. But here's the thing, man. If it was me, I want a clean snap. 
Yeah. I, I want to walk away from that with a nice clean snap, a nice little log. I don't want to be spraying. And short too. You don't want it to be like <laughs> one of those logs that's like knee to foot length where it's one long string because you're probably going to get interrupted mm. and it's not something that you usually have a lot of time to do, I'd imagine. Yeah. You wouldn't be wanting to wait around or be in a conversation as it's happening. You want it to be just a boom, there it is, I'm out. It's sending a message rather than spending an occasion. But again, as the 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 poo world grows, mm. do you need to be able to go out there and have your own style to actually make make your mark? You yeah. know what I mean? To, if to to actually be high up there in the in in the in the public poo community and to make your signature known because you've got to stand out like a tag like a like 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 a a spray paint tag for sure Mm. i think that's i think that's a good point and i think that the way to do that is probably to have a consistent diet constantly until the day before you're gonna make your mark and then switch it up to just strawberry thick shakes for 24 hours (laughs) or switch it up to just Thai green curry for 24 hours. Just switch it up to something that your guts are going to respond to and then make that your signature move. Uh, thank you very much, Ben, for that send-in. And uh, if, if, if there is any more information that anyone has on the, the world of public pooing or the poo protester, we would love to hear it. Thanks so much for that one, Ben. I just want to double the thank yous there. I didn't realize how worldwide it had gotten. I knew that poo jogging yeah. was a phenomenon. I just yeah. didn't, I'd never heard it wrapped up so beautifully in that article. Where's the article from? And um, that is from news.com.au. Oh, covering the big stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Good on them. <laughs> and you know, you know what category it's under? What? Real life. <laughs> That's real hot, bitch. Welcome to the real world. It's the poo world. Sometimes I think like our new our show is at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to the news world. But when I yeah. hear that news.com.au is putting that in real life, it we're makes doing me it feel right. Yeah, we're fine. We're basically the project or the six PM news of news.com.au are sinking to that level. <laughs> All right, another st- another send in from Stallion Sean Kirkwood. Welcome back, Sean. What's up, dude? Foot fetish fans can buy silicon feet with built-in vaginas to simulate foot sex. From BDSM to threesomes, many people have fetishes that they'd love to fulfill. Now, a sex robot firm is helping people with foot fetishes to achieve their fantasies. Silicon Wives is the company, and they've launched Silicon Sex Robot Feet with built-in vaginas, which allow people to simulate foot sex. They explain, the realistic silicone feet with vaginas are perfect for foot lovers out there that still want the traditional sex toy experience. (laughs) Now, Timmy, I'm going to show you an image, and this Mm -hmm. image to me, as soon as I looked at it, there was something surprising about it. Okay. Uh, I want to see if you have the same reaction. Have a look at that. Oh, <laughs> you know, okay, I can explain this really well. So um, if you're a listener and you know what a fleshlight is, mm. um, it's pretty much like the, the, the mold of um, a vagina um, in a, a torch-like tube. Mm-hmm. Now, what they've done is they put that at the top of the ankles and then put the feet that the feet underneath so you would be having sex with like the 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 leg part the bottom of the leg like a sawn if you sawed off yeah a person's 
feet at their ankles, you're then you're Just then be making the love to the wound. <laughs> <laughs> and the surprising thing. Even more surprising than how gorish that sentence that came out of yeah. my mouth just then was, is that you when you hear foot fetish and like sex toy, mm. I would have assumed that okay, you buying these feet and then the gap between the feet is the bit that you make love to. No, there's no. two separate rubber vaginas on each of the ankle wounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, bro. <laughs> if someone gave it to you, would you give it a whirl? I think you have to. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I say you have to That's my way of saying Yeah when I give it a whirl When I lived out of home When I was like 21 My friends got me A uh, present for my birthday And it was a flashlight And mm. I used to Hang it up in the shower rack In the bathroom <laughs> Cause fuck you If you're gonna be, If you're gonna If you're gonna buy me that and, yep. and 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 I'm just gonna Hang it up wherever I want I'm gonna use your shampoo <laughs> And if you wanna use my stuff Go for it and on that note, Cam, it is time for our good news story of the week. We need it. Cleanse, <laughs> cleanse our minds and my mouth. We really do need it this week. Um, yeah. The headline is, a man named Miracle saves woman who plunged into a creek. Nice. Chris Miracle is this dude's name, 26, was heading to another county around 2am on Thursday when he noticed lights flashing from the woods near a church. He drove about another mile and felt like he needed to turn around. Something didn't feel right, so I just turned around, he said. Searching for the source of the light through some thick brush, about 40 yards off the road, he spotted a car plunged headfirst into a creek. He opened the doors of the car and found a 77-year-old woman trapped inside. The driver had reportedly veered off the road after an apparent mishap with her medication. Without a phone and unable to open the door, she turned on her hazard lights, played gospel music... And prayed. This was it. This was her end. And he sees this. He turns around, searches through the woods, finds this lady and saves her. And his last name is Miracle. Chris Miracle. She is never changing religion. (laughs) (laughs) Neither would I, bro. If I chucked on gospel gospel music and was praying in that situation. Yeah. And a dude named Chris Miracle comes? You're locked, you're locked then. Dude, forever. Yeah, bro. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a wonderful story, man. It just goes to show, um, keep an eye out for people out there. And he, he is, and, and that's just an amazing thing that he did to save that woman's life. Yeah. Good and on you, Chris. Chris Miracle, you are a miracle, bro. Hats off to you. Yeah. All right. Thank you for staying with us this long, Stallions. We appreciate it. We are playing a couple of shows in May. We're playing on the 10th of May and the 16th of May. Yep. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be chucking those dates out on our Facebook page. Um, both those shows are in Melbourne. We are still looking to get on the road later this year. So for our listeners um, in other parts of the country, um, we, we will be coming out there sometime this year to come and play shows for you again. Uh, and for those people in Melbourne, please come along to those shows. Come along to both. Friday the 10th of May is at Nighthawks with Noughts, and then Thursday 16th of May is Globe Alley with Undercover Crops. That's it. Come along to a show. Come and say hello to us. Um, If you do see us around, you listen to the podcast, please come up. We love talking about it, and we love talking about obscure news with you. Just... Come up to us and say, do you mind if I place my hand on your shoulder? And we'll say, yep. And then we'll nod in unison. (laughs) And then we'll part ways. Or maybe we'll talk longer. That's up to you. (laughs) 
Thank you very much. You've been listening to Charging Stallion Presents. News we like. My name's Tim. My name's Cam. Have a great week. You are a bad boy, sir.